Nickelodeon. Ha! <sighs> you got to it before me, but I knew that's what was com- what was coming. I cheated because I knew you were putting your headphones on. You you beat me. You knew how. Tammy. All right. Am I recording? Why am I paranoid right now? Because you hit a wrong button a second ago. I know. Well, it freaked you out. Turns out it was the volume button, but it still freaked me out because I don't think I've ever touched the volume button before. Well, do some testing. Do some nick, 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 Okay, it, look I, good? it looks great. Oh, great. Feel great. better. I'm feeling I'm back in the game. Did I tell you I watched that documentary? Which one? <laughs> it's called The Orange Years and it's oh, about Nickelodeon. Yes, yes. No, you didn't tell me that you watched it though. How is it is it just so nostalgic and lovely? Oh my god. First of all, rude that I'm old enough that Nickelodeon has a fucking documentary made about it. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I just, I like sobbed the whole time. Oh. Like it, 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 wow. Right in the fucking feels, right in the nostalgia. It was everything. It was the, I think truly one of the best things they did was throughout it, they basically showed all of the Nick promos, you oh, know. those were the best. Yeah, with all the like, God, with everything. They had so many different things. And and then, oh, God, just like things would pop up. It'd be like, Snick, the big orange couch. And I was yeah. like, the big orange couch. I fucking forgot about the big orange couch. I did until you just mentioned it. I totally forgot. Yeah. And now you can picture it. And oh, then the couch yeah. went places. And that was the cool place to be on yes. Saturday night. Oh, God. Oh. I loved Snick. Snick was so good. And I am still to this day terrified of Are You Afraid of Are the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's, it's too scary. So scary. I think they redid it. Did they reboot it? I, I think they were they're rebooting it or something. But or Possibly. maybe they already did. I haven't watched Nickelodeon in a long time. Although I, I don't have Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'm gonna be a jerk for a second. Ithamar, my husband, is on a Nickelodeon series at the moment, but we can't watch oh, yeah. it. Because we don't have Nickelodeon. <laughs> so we thought maybe it would be on the Paramount Plus network because oh, yeah. that's Nickelodeon. Nope. It doesn't stream on the Paramount Plus network. You have to either watch it on like Nickelodeon.com. Or you have to have Nickelodeon. So yeah. um, at the on a show, just, I'm promoting it, uh, called Drama Club. And he's the principal of this middle school. <gasps> and like He'd be such a good principal. Right? And of course, he's like the villain. And he's the best villain because yes! he, he hates dra- the Drama Club. And he like wants to shut them down, basically. Oh, I know. My God. I know. Um, so sorry, I don't know how I can watch it and support him other than telling our audience who are definitely Nickelodeon watchers. Look at you. (laughs) Look at you. You're promoing everywhere. What a good wife. Do you remember Nick News? W5. It was so good. That was, okay, that was straight up the part that I, well, I had already been crying, but that's when the crying intensified. Really? Um, because they showed that freaking clip where, uh, Linda Ellerby is on and a bunch of kids and Magic Johnson comes on to talk about AIDS. That's because it was just so nobody talked down to anybody. Mm-hmm. It was straightforward. It was clear. And I remember it was kind of appointment television. My parents were like, you should watch this, you know, and it yeah. was a good way to have a conversation about, you know, AIDS, about sex. You yep. know, it was. That's what I loved about Nick News. I even recognized it being young was like they treat talked to children like adults and just mm-hmm. like weren't like oh we have to lie about it or sugarcoat this or completely hide it. it's like no this is a thing that exists right now and it's a big deal so mm-hmm. let's talk to you guys about it and let us know your questions what do you want to know like it, it was yeah very cool and so progressive and I will never forget that it was very so, impactful so grateful for all that and 
it's interesting too because I feel like my age I was smack I would say literally between you and I we're like the exact target demographic because like I was just like this much too young for some of the stuff you know yeah and and, um then by the time my brother came along and he's four and a half years younger than me um Cartoon Network kind of Mm. came out and really laser focused on like his age and so we always had like a fight in the house like I was the Nickelodeon kid when I had the you know clicker and then he was Cartoon Network oh so so where's the documentary airing where is it streaming I feel like I watched it on Hulu okay I'm gonna jot that down because I am looking for a a nice like exactly that type of documentary to watch the orange Mm. the orange years I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Orange years. I'll just mark that down on my episode notes just for myself because I want to watch it, it was, tonight. It was so funny, too, because I, I actually I had to pause it because um, it was kind of a it was kind of a stormy day here when I was watching it. Ooh. And it suddenly got like bright pink outside. And I was like, ooh, and I'm this bitch. I paused it and like poured a glass of wine and went and stood on my front porch to look at the pretty clouds, you know? Yes. Um, and so I was literally standing out on my front porch with my glass of wine, like mascara streaks down my face from having watched this thing. And my neighbor comes outside and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I, I was, was just like, watching Nickelodeon. I was just watching Nickelodeon. It was very emotional. As Clarissa explains it all. I wanted to be her. Oh and God. she was, she was so cool and she wasn't girly. And I wasn't girly at that time. And it was like, she, she loved cars and her best friend was a dude and there wasn't yes. like sexual tension. She had a fucking alligator in her room <laughs> and his name was Elvis. Oh my God. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, the other thing is the executives at Nickelodeon were women. It was a female run company. And I think that's a huge reason why there was such an intense focus on like we treat kids like people and mm-hmm. not like commodities or like things we're going to sell to. Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah, yeah, totally agree. And it was a very and still is a very successful network. So mm-hmm. women, baby, what I think it probably still is run by a lot of women because years ago with and I went into pitch to Nickelodeon and it was all women executives mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the showrunners um and creators and writers of the show that he's on are all women hell yeah mm-hmm. so you you know what else is run by women besides the world this <gasps> podcast called bitches and blues <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if you wanted to say it or not i wasn't sure i was like oh shit i had a window i talked too much now i think tammy's gonna say it but she set me up so maybe we'll both <laughs> it's fine you know what that's that's a great thing about women run uh productions is that we're all fine we can all go together if we want to yeah, there's no right or wrong we just excuse me i just swallowed a burp we just except yes for end. It is wrong that we haven't finished it yet. It's right. really um, yeah. Okay. 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 Carry a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage. Okay. Okay. I feel now better. we're I feel now better. good. Whew. Now we're good. We got Ooh. excited. We got confused. We got uh, wild. We got <laughs> thank wild. You, thank you for taking care of me. I really appreciate. Of that. course, we're wild in today because uh, we both. Well, I'm actually oh. wearing our Target pants. <laughs> I almost put them on and then I was like, Tammy, don't be a weirdo. Not that you're a weirdo, I'm, but if I had also put them on, it would have been a little weird, right? It kind of feels like the podcast uniform now. It's yeah, like, this is point. what we wear. So I'm wearing our Target pants and we're both wearing animal shirts. Mm-hmm. Tammy is wearing a very cute, like businessy button down blouse yeah. with, it's a black and it has white cats all over it wearing glasses. Yeah, the cats are wearing glasses because they're here for business. I, I did come straight from work, which is, you know, 10 feet that way. So how how is the commute? Well, is rough, it, oh. rough. There was a there was a furry pile up. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of uh, floor rage. Um. <laughs> Lots of jingly bells and squeaky toys. <laughs> and then I am accompanying this wild uh uh, wardrobe today with my mm. um, umbrella, so I don't really want to stick too much out here. But I'm wearing my. I like it. I'm wearing. Thank you. My pink flamingo shirt, and they're, they're so, so cute. 
cute. I love, love them. flamingos. So Me too. we're ready to rock. Um, uh, this episode is dropping, I don't know the exact date, but it's the week of Mother's Day, basically. That's right. We're actually, we're getting ahead of it because we're good daughters. We're not, it'll be dropping before Mother's Day in honor of our mothers. That's all mothers. Right. All mothers. And I don't think my mom's listened to an episode since I forced her to listen to our Mother's Day episode from two years ago (laughs) that I'll never forget because I had her captive. We were in the car going like on a really long road trip. And Uh I was like, bitch, you do not listen to my podcast. And she's like, yes, I do. And I grabbed her phone and like took uh, pulled up the Apple whatever Uh podcast app. And it's like, um, we stopped downloading new episodes for you. Do you want to re-download? Because it's like, oh, really? So obviously she wasn't listening to them. So I made her listen to our Mother's Day one last year and uh, two years ago. How'd that go? I laughed my ass off and my mom just looked confused the whole time. I was laughing at us. I And obviously I had heard it before and I was like, this yeah. is so funny <laughs> but it was it was so funny I'll never it was like the it's something in San Francisco and there was a lake and the baby stroller rolled in backwards and oh, a baby yeah, drowned I that. but uh-huh. we had this underlying story where it was like um you know for for like like secret lesbian hookups and you know oh, yeah. also, we, we just we had our own stories it was like your, a haunted lake yeah it was great your your mom was like why does that other one have to swear so much? <laughs> I don't know I'm what very, your mom sounds like. I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> she sounds like kind of like a New York. Like I mean, a, I've met her, but I actually yeah. don't think we've spoken to each other, <laughs> which is so weird because she like knows everything about you. Because I feel like anytime yeah. I catch up with her, she's like, how's Tammy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's because I met her at your wedding. And yeah. so like everyone was busy that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, on the other hand, have met and spoken with your mom so many times. I feel like I yeah. know her. I know her and your dad, mm-hmm. but not, yeah, my mom's, yeah. Well, you know, you met her once, you, you know enough. She's kind of, <laughs> she's not going to hear this, so I can say anything I want. That's right. And if she does want to listen and call me out on it, I'll just be grateful. That means that she actually played the podcast. See, you are good at promoting everything. Oh my God. Ithamar's show, you're promoting our podcast. I try. You just can't take the hustle out of the can't girl. do it. So in honor, in honor of our mothers See. and all mothers for Mother's Day, we decided that we would take a look at... At some ghostly stories surrounding the founding mothers of our country. So genius. That was all Tammy, FYI. It was, thank you. It was a great idea. And yeah. then what happened, Amy? We realized that that's mm. a very hard topic to research. It's Not a very a specific. Of founding mother ghosts. <laughs> now, who would have thought? I just assume that every you know, demographic has a large, you'd think I would, th- you know what this is, this is Montana carrying over. Yes. I'm still, you know, no pun intended, still haunted that. by that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, we, we got, we got some stuff for you and I actually have a little, little mini bonus at the end of mine, um, Ooh. that came to me very late. So, um, oh hopefully gosh. it's enjoyable. So oh. what do you, what do you want to do? You want to go? Who who wants to go first? You want to talk about drinks? Oh, well, how yeah, do we do yeah. the podcast? Could um, you please tell me how to do this? Um, Thank um, you. Um, I'm happy to go first. Mine's pretty short. Mm-hmm. And let me just sorry if this makes noise in the microphone. Uh, okay, so my drink. So it's more honoring my mother-in-law, who I love. Aww. Her name's Alicia, and this this really wasn't intentional. I was like, oh, this actually works out great. So so my in-laws and my husband are Mexican and they're they're what would you say Tejano if it's a Mexican in Texas a Texan American yeah Mex sure Mexi Mexi Texan Mex anyway mm, that's food oh <laughs> <laughs> thank God no one in that's that family listens to this podcast is a kind Tejano. of music I don't oh. know you know what I'll say I should have asked you know what I'll say yes I don't know enough to have 
thought about it, and Thank so I'll you. shut my mouth. Thank That's you. the first and possibly only time that will ever happen. Oh, so I really appreciate. I'm glad that. we have it recorded. I'm I do recorded. believe. Well, I will just say that they are uh, American, born in America, but born in Texas, but they're Mexican. Mm-hmm. So. Anywho, I was at Whole Foods and I found this drink I'm going to use to honor my mama-in-law. And mm-hmm. it's it's called, okay, it's from, it's fermented beverage of Mexico. It's called tepache or te, and it says de la calle, which Ithamar told me means from the, oh shit, heat, hot? Yeah. Ca- like caliente is hot. Fuck, I literally just asked him like an hour ago. Anywho, um, and it says with lots... Way to go, Amy Enriquez. A, uh, <laughs> um, so it says it's a, for, for generations, this, it was a fermented probiotic drink made with pineapple rind and a unique Ooh. blend of uh, aromatic and spices and has been served and sipped throughout Mexico. In Mexico, you can enjoy it at tapacherias or simply sipped out of a bag with a straw. Oh, I've seen that before. I have not. And it is, okay, so it's got like citrus and turmeric and lots of, it says, vitamin C, exclamation point, craft fermented, exclamation point, live pro, oh, I should put, show you, live probiotics, exclamation point, certified organic, exclamation point. They, uh, they got a sale on those exclamation points, and none of them are upside down, which is ridiculous. I know. That is very true. Um, so it's all sorts of healthy. It's fermented. Good for you. Um, it's delightful. I, it sounds like an Amy drink, too. Yeah. I tried a sip before opening it because I was, like, mm-hmm. super curious, and it is so good. Yeah? It kind of gives you, like, the same, like, kombucha buzz that you would get, sure, sure. you know? Sure. So, um, yeah, it's delightful. freaking delightful. And I am a believer sold on Tapache de la Calle. calle. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <gasps> we are all sold. Oh, thank you. Mamacita. Thank um, Gracias. So, de nada. Uh, so, okay. All right. Amy. Yes, Tammy. You know how I frequently do ghosts from like the colonial era, mm. and I love doing ghosts from the colonial era. I love, I love, I love. Okay, and what happens when I have to pick a drink and it's the colonial era? What do I usually do? Um, colonial era drinks. Oh gosh, uh, sh- br- br- uh, no, um, um, uh, sherry, B- a beer. Yeah, Beer. I usually I, I do like a Sam Adams. Oh yeah, yes, right, duh, yes, of course. I'm always like, it's the founders, Sam Adams. Oh, duh. You know, gotta do a Sam Adams, right? Well, Amy, I'm doing Abigail Adams, who was Sam Adams's sister-in-law. Oh, MG. I was gonna go wife, but I'm yeah. I don't know shit. Obviously. John Adams is married to Abigail Adams. And actually I said sister-in-law was was like cousin-in-law because actually Sam Adams was John Adams' cousin. But then also Abigail was somebody else's cousin like three times. They were all related. But the point is it's finally making sense that I'm drinking a Sam Adams for real. It's for an Adams. (gasps) Oh my God. It's so genius. You did it. USA, USA. <laughs> it took 125 episodes, but you found a reason, a real true reason to drink Jesus. Sam Adams. I know. 125 episodes. Seriously. Just, wow. What the that fuck? That hit me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot Good of ghosts. Part. That's a lot of drinks. Because double that, that means 250. Because we each do one. That's a That's lot. That's true. That's a lot of ghosts. That's well, a lot of cheers. Ghosts. To 250 goddamn ghosts. Hells yeah, motherfuckers. Mm. Which is more ghosts than in the entire state of Montana. Mm. Hashtag still not over it. Well, I'm not over it because that episode dropped. I mean, I just recently listened to it. And uh, yesterday, but not when this is dropping. yeah. And I was like. So it's still fresh in my mind. I'm like, God damn it, Montana. You really yeah. don't have many ghosts. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it was so hard. But 
I did not have that trouble because Tammy set me up for success. Mm. She knew in advance that she chose a very tricky subject (laughs) and told me right off the bat, hey, yo, I heard that the Martha Washington Inn is haunted, so you may take it. Yeah. That's the most generous thing I think anyone's ever done for me. So I just want to thank you it so much. It was my pleasure. I picked this scary topic. I could only find Abigail Adams. And then I was like, Martha Washington in is haunted. So <laughs> it works. And yes, is haunted. Is it? Okay. Well, then let me go first because mine's a little and then you can go. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. It's haunted, but it's short. So, but I'm excited to share. So mine is. Is also short, so perfect. What do you think happened? Lots of history. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about Abigail Adams, who was born Abigail Smith on November twenty second, seventeen forty four. Um, she okay, and it was so long ago that she thought her birthday was November eleventh <laughs> because. Before the Julian calendar was officially adopted, like all the Catholic com- countries did it quickly because the timing was off and they were off by like 10 or 11 days. So finally, England came around to it, not until 17 something or other. So technically, she was she thought it was November 11th. That's how old this is, is that there was a different calendar. <laughs> what? That just that, yep. you've already blown my freaking mind. Isn't that great? Yeah. Dang. So she did not receive formal schooling, which was very typical for girls um, at the time. But um, she also uh, was rather sick as a child, which kind of was another reason she didn't get to go and um, felt like she was really kind of deprived that education. Um, But her mother taught her and her and her sisters um, to read and write and... um, there were, what is that? Do you hear that? Yeah. That is the lowest flying plane I've ever heard. It's so loud. It's the, the I wonder if it's one of those military ones. My, sh- my seat is vibrating. Woo. Hello. Ah, okay. Uh, you heard that. Yeah. That was crazy. I had to that take my so headphones loud. off because I'm like, what am I hearing? At first, I thought my neighbor was just bringing his trash bins up the driveway because yeah. it was going to be so loud. Yeah. But no, the house like shook. That We're not far from the Burbank airport, but not that no. not that close. Like not that. The fact that you heard that through the mic. Anywho. That's scary. Uh, something might be happening outside, but I'm just going to stay here you with know you. What? Surely <laughs> our phone will let us know if there's yes. like an we'll imminent some... attack or something. Agreed. We will know. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm still here to listen to Abigail. Oh, great. <laughs> For now, before Amy gets blown off the face <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> You'll be witnessing. Um, I'll be witnessing. Um, so... Oh, yeah. So then, you know, she was really into reading and read like everything in her father's and grandfather's libraries and was one of the most, you know, like well-read first ladies or as this article. Oh, I should cite my sources. As this article says, the most erudite. Ooh, fancy. First lady. Um, so my sources are Mental Floss, Wikipedia, and this amazing site I found called Plotting Through the Presidents. Where this guy, and they have a podcast too, this guy just started reading biographies of presidents and then just like sharing the fun, interesting stories. So cool. It's really good. Um, okay, so uh, Abigail and John first met when she was 15. Okay, I think he was young too, though. Um, and uh, he, John, like went with his friend, Richard, who was engaged to Abigail's older sister, Mary. Mm-hmm. And so they were all like hanging out together. And John and Abigail really liked each other and started writing each other letters. And um, they like wanted to get married. And her mom was like, ew, he's like a country lawyer. That's gross. Like, I want you to marry somebody better than this guy. <laughs> And then he turned out to be the president. So, so like it kind of kind of worked out. Mama did not know best in that mm-hmm. situation. Um, they got married in 1764. Uh, so one of the reasons one of the reasons we 
know so much about Abigail and John is that they did write each other letters like bonkers. They wrote Mm. each other constantly and they saved all their letters. So it's a really good, it's really interesting because we know how involved Abigail was in political thought and, and John would talk things out with her and she had opinions and, um, she was always like speaking up, um, for women's rights and, uh, they also just like really, really loved each other. Like it's really sweet. They just really loved each other. And so while John was off like fighting the Revolutionary War and, you know, doing all this governing crap, um, she held down the farm and like ran everything business wise. And they wrote each other constantly. Um, so anyway, uh, the I second love decade. That. Yeah, right. So, um, I just said these things that I wrote down. Um, but because they have such a rich account of their activities and thinking, um, historians, including the Adams Adams's grandson, Charles Francis Adams, um, have concluded and can prove that she played a significant role in her husband's career. Wow, um, that's so awesome. And basically because of her, after, you know, he wasn't president anymore, they still were wealthy and well off which almost none of the founding fathers like after they were done being president they were like oh shit and they <laughs> went got poor you know right yeah they didn't get like a uh because i think now the presidents they get like a salary for the rest of their lives right is that what they I get know, i know they get one in office but then they like make their money doing speeches and writing books and oh stuff like that. yes 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 okay but but back then it was just like Back, no, it was like back to the farm. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun four years, and yeah, uh, I'm exactly. just gonna apply for a job at the local pharmacy now. Then you want to need a dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> they did have dogs. Um, I read a lot of fun facts. Okay, so uh, as first lady, uh, she kept a rigorous daily schedule, rising at five a.m. to manage a busy household and receive callers for two hours a day. Wow. Um, and, uh, she wrote the famous line that you may have heard of that was quoted by women's rights advocates, uh, especially the suffragettes. Um, she, when he was writing, he was forming the declaration of independence. They were all, you know, collabing on that. She wrote him a letter and specifically asked him quote, to remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Wow. Remember the ladies became like the rallying cry of the suffragettes. Um, go Abigail. How's yeah. She was also like an abolitionist. She was like pretty woke. So I'm loving her. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, um, Oh yeah, so they uh they were he was John was running for his second term. Spoiler alert, didn't work out for him. What? <laughs> uh, no, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> not not good. Um, and but you know things took for fucking ever. So she was moving the family into the new uh presidential mansion, uh that would later be called the White House. Um, and they were the first uh people to occupy the white house oh my goodness what what he, number president was he two. Oh, he was two that's it oh okay i don't know why i thought three or four. Oh, first one's in nice uh-huh. mm-hmm. if i if i know my if i know my hamilton just <laughs> number two <laughs> you Washington, do adams jefferson yeah you know your hamilton yeah. don't doubt yourself uh so ba-ba-ba. Oh, and then, so she shows up and then writes a bunch of letters to her friends and family. That's like, um, I got here and this place is a fucking dump. <laughs> they have not finished this house. Um, it's awful. And then she was like, but I told my daughter to not tell anybody all the shit I just talked because we don't want everybody to think we're ungrateful. I love um, it. So then she opens the house on New Year's Day in 1801. Uh, and, uh, that was a tradition that was carried out until the thirties, uh, that on new year's day, the first lady would welcome, uh, people to come and tour the white house. That is so cool. I did not. Do you mean until the 1930s? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I never yep. knew. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, now people aren't allowed to just walk in, but yeah, I unless get that. you're <laughs> staging what you think is a revolution or something. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if people do that? 
Tyson horns or some <laughs> bull fucking you're, shit. You're wearing the American flag as a cape and mm, a fur cute. vest. Just say no one will fuck you. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So uh, another fun fact I sprinkled in here. She and Barbara Bush are the only two women to be married to one U.S. president and the mother to another. Dude. Her son, John Quincy Adams, was also president. That is a cool fun fact. Oh, my gosh. So here's the first ghost report. Are you ready? Ready. And this is the part that came from the plotting, which is so good. Um, So a year before they got married, um, they were writing letters to each other. And Abigail wrote to John, have you heard the news? That two apparitions were seen one evening this week hovering about this house, which very much resembled you and a cousin of yours. What? How it sh- yeah. How it should ever enter into the head of an apparition to assume a form like yours, I cannot devise. When I was told of it, I could scarcely believe it, yet I could not declare the contrary, for I did not see it, and therefore had not that demonstration which generally convinces me that you are not a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) So she's also fucking funny. so cool i love her (laughs) and then i just wanted to read this paragraph from the plotting through the presidents because it's very funny he says the thing i love most about this letter is how abigail thinks it's ridiculous that a ghost would want to look like john adams her reaction isn't holy shit a ghost it's you're gonna wear that i can't get over the nonchalant way she relates this story like it's common knowledge that apparitions are everywhere and that they take the form of whoever they want whenever they want and she can't even be 100 percent sure her boyfriend isn't a ghost (laughs) (laughs) that's great oh my god i love how casual like did you hear did you hear about the apparitions Uh wow that is spooky though like truly like it's a brand new home obviously it's not the house it's the land but like and just to like oh well so that one was actually her parents house. oh i was thinking the white house oh oh oh, that's why you said boyfriend duh oh oh so that was yeah so that was a ghost thing that happened before so now let's get to the white house shall we yes Okay, as I mentioned, John and Abigail were the first residents, um, and they didn't live there long since he was not reelected. However, it says Abigail, or at least her ghost, made a lasting impression on the house. With most rooms still being built, the first lady preferred to hang her wash in the east room as it was the warmest and driest available. In later years, this room would be used for receptions, and members of the Taft administration reported seeing a ghostly Mrs. Adams clad in a cap and lace shawl with arms outstretched as if carrying laundry walk through the room. Ooh, cool. Yeah, others have noted a light soapy fragrance drift through the room. I would be a little bit excited to see her ghost. I got to be honest, because she just sounds like a cool ass lady. She sounds like a cool ass lady. And so unfortunately, that was that was about it um, about her haunting. She Um, also she did her own laundry like that blows my mind, too. Like literally our country, when it got founded, it was a bunch of fucking farmers. It was like some rich guys, but mostly just literal farmers just started running our country which like then kind of makes it make sense where a lot of these things came from yes and then also how like that's it's just not the same anymore and I yeah we all have opinions and everything but but also that like naturally also there was a tiny population there weren't true hundreds of millions of people so right right you know things had to change for reasons but, but anyway so can I tell you my bonus content? Hell yeah. I'm so I found pumped. This in the last second. And I like how I just did all that stuff not being political. And you'll see where we're going. Here. Okay. I'm going to burp. I have yes. been nice. I have been letting out some insane burps. So I've been, you're, if I burped into the mic every time I've just burped, uh-huh. you wouldn't still be wouldn't on the second it, yeah. paragraph of your research. So I've been. Was put- it a plane that went by or was it? <laughs> my butt. <laughs> I don't know why, but my chair is vibrating. <laughs> no, this this shit is good. I'm almost done with it, actually. But it Dang. is making me burp like crazy. So I keep. Yeah. 
putting my mic to the side because I'm like, yeah. I she'll never get through her research. That's my classic move. It's just like point the mic away. Yes, I'm being a lady. Abigail has really inspired me. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the I wrote bonus mother. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, Dolly Madison is best known for rescuing the Gilbert Stewart painting of George Washington from the White House before the British burned it down during the War of 1812. So have you heard this story? It's the War of 1812, which we both know what that is because we did an episode about it, you know, fucking four years ago. We remember things. (laughs) Anyway, the War of 1812 was happening, and it was before the White House was the White House because it wasn't white yet. Because they painted it white afterwards because the British came and fucking set fire to it. So they set fire to the house and Dolly Madison ran in and grabbed the portrait of George Washington, ripped it down and carried it with her. Which is why that famous portrait you see of George Washington, you know how the bottom's all wavy? Yeah. It's because that she literally ripped it out of the frame to save it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's what she's a little bit famous for. So she did that. Um, And then here goes, but in ghost lore, she's best known for reportedly encountering two gardeners during the Wilson administration a century later. First Lady Edith Wilson asked two gardeners to move the fabled rose garden, which Madison had created and nurtured. Uh The gardeners were reportedly met by an angry Dolly, and today the rose garden remains where Dolly Madison wanted it. So I thought we would say that and how Dolly Madison did not like the Rose Garden to be messed with. Now I will read a small snippet from a news story. Oh, my God. Uh Mm Uh-huh. On September 26th, 2020, President Donald Trump announced his Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett in a ceremony in the Rose Garden before an audience of top Washington officials, other dignitaries, and family members. And as you probably remember... First Lady Melania Trump um, really kind of took a hatchet to the Rose Garden. Yep. A lot of people were a little upset. Oh, yeah. And a lot of this stuff she took out was stuff that Jackie Kennedy had put in yes. as well. Um, and people were not impressed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were not impressed, I will say. I was not impressed. I'm just going to make that statement I right now. I was not impressed. Um, so they uh, swore in Amy Coney Barrett, which a lot of people were not impressed with either. Um And everybody did that. And following the event, several attendees tested positive for the coronavirus, including President Trump himself. So I'm just going to nonchalantly say, Dolly Dunn, gotcha, Trump! (laughs) Motherfucker! (laughs) Dolly was singing, that don't impress me much. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. uh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Got the rose. I don't like the Trump. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. I was like, because here's obviously the thing I read about Dolly Madison was written a while ago, and I was reading it going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy oh shit. Oh my it's God. It's cursed. I love it. It's happy cursed. She happy take cursed it. Because yep. I, I didn't know that about Dolly in the Rose Garden, but I, I didn't even occur to me until you were like, and here's a news article. I'm like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Miss Dolly. Well played. Mm. I love Oh my gosh, I really like these ladies a lot. Me too. I want to have a little drinky drink with them in heaven when I get there, you know? Amen. You know, when I was in... When I was in high school, um, my AP American history teacher... Well, the classroom we were in. She was a out and loud feminist. And um, around the room, she had the presidential portraits all around the wall. Yeah. But above them and larger were the first lady portraits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hell, yes. Oh, yeah. good on her. Ah, yay. That was so good. I really, Thank you. really I can't enjoyed wait to- that drink my beer now yes. I really want to drink this. yeah I finished my whatever this was called I've got my my Beetlejuice koozie over it now but it was I needed delightful. a koozie this is sweaty as fuck oh no so. you need a Beetlejuice koozie well thanks to you Tammy I did mm. the Martha Washington Inn yay it's in Abing- Abingdon Virginia and my sources are Colonial Ghosts 
the Colonial Ghosts. That means you get to drink your Sam Adams. Yay! Um, only in your state. Um, the Martha, uh, the Martha Washington Inn website and mm. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So I just did a little bit of history for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Martha Washington Inn and Spa began life as their retirement home for General Robert Preston following his success in the War of 1812. Oh my God, it's all over the place Look today. Look at it. It is so coming, making a, it's really making a comeback. <laughs> really is. Really. Um, so it was built in, okay, so I love that it was like, it was for him, um, for his retirement after his success of the War of 1812, but it wasn't built until 1832 because oh, sh- yeah. shit took a really long ass time. It did, uh, like so long. Um, so they had he and his wife had nine children, and nice. that is, I'm like, ew. Uh, that um, does impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, and then in 1858, I skipped a lot of the history. I just like sure. copied and pasted. But in 1858, they were out of the house and it became a college for young women. Oh. And I was like, I did not know they were allowed to learn back then. But probably they <laughs> learned how to like mend, you know, shirts, shirts and shit. Um, so it was a college for young women. And then during the Civil War, it became a, it was still the college, but they had to pause everything. The students became nurses, and it became mm-hmm. a training barracks and a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, where they treated both Confederate and uh, un- Union mm-hmm. Union soldiers. <laughs> I don't know my history. I was going to say Yankee. It's the same. It's Kay. the same. It's the same thing. It's so funny because, like, I was literally going to be like, yeah, it turned into a hospital, right? Because I was like, yeah. everything turned into a hospital. Yeah. But then also, like... Yeah, because a lot of fucking people got hurt real fucking bad and yeah. died. Yeah, so yeah. It was a very bloody war. And Awful. there's a lot of stuff about how, because it was one of the first with like cannons that were oh. widely used and that guns were like a lot more powerful. So there was a ton of like limb loss. Kind of like guns back before, like in the Revolutionary War. First of all, you couldn't hit somebody unless they were like three feet in front of you. Right. And second of all, it was like a fucking BB gun. I mean, it was a real gun, but also right. like, right. you know, it didn't go that far that hard. But then they got real good at guns and yeah, not good. real good at not having gangrene. God. So. Ugh, what a yeah. freaking nightmare. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. So, Yeah. Like everything, it became a makeshift mm. hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the war, whoop de doo uh, we had the um, the uh, World War Sorry. One. <laughs> now I'm just like that's a that that was the parade, the whoop de doo parade. <laughs> after the war, whoop de doo whoop de doo Then we had World War One. Aw, And then uh, this is history. I'm sure you've never heard of Civil War, World War One. Yep. Great Depression. I know yeah. this is news to you. Bang. Um, things weren't looking great. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, after the after World World War One came the Great Depression or the Depression. And then the college closed. It didn't survive the Depression. Um, mm-hmm. It survived all the wars. Um, yeah. But then it reopened in 1935 as a hotel, which it still is today. Um, and it became like a really big time hotel and like very opulent. And throughout the years, it's hosted many illustrious guests like Eleanor Roosevelt, <gasps> President Harry Truman, Lady Bird <gasps> Johnson, Jimmy Carter and Elizabeth Taylor. It's like the no- one non presidential <laughs> person there. Yes. The American queen. Absolutely. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used to frequent the hotel. And also it was really close. I didn't write this part down, but I remember it really close to this really popular theater. And the players in the theater, when they were doing shows, like if they were traveling to do the shows, mm-hmm. would often stay at the Martha Washington Inn. But they had an underground tunnel system that took them from the theater to the hotel. So I love that. They did. They like could just like, I don't know what, if they wanted to remain anonymous or still be in their mm-hmm. makeup and costumes or whatever. But they got yeah. to go like through this underground uh, tunnel system to that's get awesome. from the theater to the hotel. Um, okay, so that's all fun. 
But according to some, this hotel is among the most haunted places in Virginia. The most haunted, you say? That's right. You heard it here first. (laughs) One tale tells of a young girl named Beth. Um, Beth was one of the students who stayed at the Martha Washington College during the Civil War to care for wounded soldiers. One of these injured fighters was the Yankee officer Captain John Stoves. Stoves was gravely injured during battle, and he was carried by his men through an underground cave system. Yeah. So you know those cave systems are haunted then. I would not want to go to that theater as an actor and be like, I'll take... Is there such a thing as an underground passage that isn't haunted? Like, name one. Yeah, I can't (laughs) name a single one, because I won't go into any of them. You did. You went down underneath Paris. Ah, The catacombs. It was like so haunted that like it was like anti haunted. Right. You know, it's like two negatives makes a positive. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was very bold of you. I'll never forget your sacrifice for this podcast by doing that. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, so he went through the underground cave system and was taken to the college um, and became one of Beth's patients. And the two of them fell hopelessly in love as she nursed oh. him. <laughs> Um, Beth was a talented violin player and she would play for, for John to soothe him with her music. But despite Beth's care and attention, John Stove's condition deteriorate, deteriorated. And Aww. as he lay on his deathbed, Beth promised to play him one final song. But before she could, he died. I'm yeah. really sad. It's, that was really sad. And every single resource that I cited has the story. And <sighs> like, it's all the same story, but some it's longer and some shorter. But like, I just combined all of them. And it is yeah. so sad. And then it gets worse. No. Then a few weeks later, Beth died of typhoid fever. No. Yeah. So this is very sad and sweet, but some say that you can still hear Beth's violin at night um, and see her in room 217, which is where she took care of John Stoves. Um, Yeah, yeah. So and in in another like telling of this story, um, I think like because they like I said, they treated soldiers from both sides and. Mm Um, someone came in from the Confederate side saying like mm-hmm. he was under arrest, like we're here to arrest him because he was a spy or something like to that effect. And she yeah. was so like, he had just died and she came out and she said, basically like told them off and was like, he's fucking dead. Get your ass out of here now. He's dead. Damn. And they left and let that them be in peace together. But oh. I know, it's so sad. And so another story tells of yet another uh, soldier from the Civil War. This was a young mm. Confederate soldier uh, who was assigned to take important documents about where the Union Army was camped out to General Robert E. Lee. So mm. he was, like, going to out the Union Army, like, ooh, shit. Um, Tattle tale. Yeah, bitches get stitches. Wait, snitches get... <laughs> snitches are bitches and they all get stitches i like that i like that Mm -hmm. version yes thank you (laughs) bitches are snitch ah god um it's because you've never snitched once in your life amy that's it's so foreign to your tongue so true and back during the civil war i feel like their phrase back then was definitely like bitches you know bitches and snitches get stitches don't talk to witches Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm awake. Yeah. I, woo! Yes, all these herbal she's, botanicals and vitamin C crafted from fermented fruit. She's writing the next Hamilton. That's what it is. Watch out, world. Here we I'll, I'll have it ready in 25 years. <laughs> um, so so this dude, this Confederate soldier, is is taking these documents to Robert E. Lee. And the man had a girlfriend who was studying at the Martha Washington College. Mm-hmm. So before leaving for this dangerous mission, he's like, I'm going to go see my girl and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, so he attempted to sneak into the school through the subterranean cave system. Mm-mm. But he was caught by Union soldiers. Um, he, The Confederate soldier was shot to death. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
I guess so, so he wasn't shot in the cave system. He actually made it into the school, the Washa right. Washa the Washa <laughs> Marthington Inn. Um yeah. he made it into the Martha Washington Inn college um and was shot right in front of his girlfriend. Like she Ooh, dang. Yeah. Um so here's the spooky creepy gross part. Even though to this day that the inn's floors have been redone and completely recarpeted, the blood stain that he left behind keeps reappearing <gasps> on the carpet. Ew. I know, I know. And OxyClean is not gonna work on that. Shit. Even they they tore the floors up and it still reappears. Isn't that gross? That's some that's some freaking Lady Macbeth shit right there. Right? Seriously. <laughs> Good God. Out, out, damn Union. I mean, Confederate soldier. Um, <laughs> and then it also says that, like, the ghost of his then-girlfriend um, reappears now as a, as a ghost, as a permanent resident um, mm. uh, who roams the building searching for him. Um, and, of course, there are some ghosts in the tunnel system. So uh, this tunnel that connected the Martha Washington Inn with the, oh, I wrote down the name of the theater, the Barter Theater. Um, The entrance on the inside has been closed off for several several years, but the section below the theater is still used to run electrical cables. So like this day, there's still part of that underground tunnel under the theater. Um, actors who used the tunnel to walk between the inn and the theater in the 1930s and 1940s reported encountering a malevolent spirit. The, <sighs> the specter was never seen but sensed as a strong evil presence. The spirit is believed to be either a man who was killed when the tunnel collapsed in 1890 <sighs> or a Confederate soldier who used the tunnel to smuggle ammunition out of the inn's basement during the Civil War. <sighs> Smugglers get... M- mugglers i don't i need yeah. rhymezone.com for this oh rhymezone.com where have you been <laughs> rhymezone what rhymes a smuggler oh <laughs> uh, boy okay so now we have of course a ghost horse there's always ghost oh, horses yeah you know i love a ghost horse. i know you do girl oh uh, so a phantom horse waits for his master outside the front steps of the inn um, a Union soldier that was shot in front of the Martha Washington Inn in 1864. Um, oops, I just skipped a word. A Union, sh- a union soldier was shot in front <laughs> of the house in 1864. And they say that on moonless nights, the horse has been seen roaming the ground, searching for his owner and awaiting the call to ride home. Aww. I know. Um, the basement walls they say are haunted so not the basement <laughs> just the walls Interesting. Um, so the original owners kept enslaved people in the basement mm-hmm. and they were kept in an underground chamber and when they died some of them were buried within the stone walls Ooh. i know now I, I understand why the walls are haunted. Yeah, I, yeah i i did a lot of copying and pasting and yeah. uh, <laughs> without reading and no oh boy okay that's it that's terrifying and terrible um and then finally the trail of mud it's a ghost the trail of mud <laughs> um so numerous accounts of a soldier hobbling with help from a crutch and leaving a trail of mud in his wake have been reported from a hallway of the Martha Washington Inn. Um, so there's only speculation why he, why he's there. Because uh, he was raised in a barn, that's why. Yeah. Wipe your damn boots, man. Seriously. So, but they do believe that this is the ghost of a man who uh, came to the inn when it was a hospital. Um, uh, way past being saved uh, uh, long past medical help um he basically like was victim to like some kind of like cannon or explosion or something and he just was like a basically it says a hideous mangle of bone and sparse flesh um he had split open his head and basically he died and but um and he was real real hurt he is so 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 hurt and now the trail <laughs> of mud that he left behind keeps reappearing <laughs> i you know what i'm telling you this place 
really needs like a Clorox sponsorship they or something. Really do. I'm feeling really bad for the the like housekeeping staff yeah. on this because <laughs> like, damn, it's like. Or if you're a guest and you drag mud in, you can just be like, no, 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 no. Oh. It's the ghost mud. It's not Actually. me. It's not my blood. It's not my mud. Come on now. <laughs> you know it's those Union soldiers. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah, so these ghosts are just super messy because they've died such tragic li- deaths. Maybe they're mm-hmm. like, whatever. I can leave my shit where I want. But yep. this place is fucking haunted. Like, Anything that was a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, I mean. Yeah. And then there's it's tunnels and Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. got it all. Yeah. It's like. So I thank you, Tammy, because Oof. probably would not have found that if when I'm Googling founding mother's ghosts. Well, that, it's what I did immediately after I suggested it and then was like, whoops. I was, And I literally was like, there's two things. Here you go. You have one of them. <laughs> much appreciated. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my soup. Soup's haunted Martha Washington Inn. Go for it if you guys want to stay. They say it's very much preserved like it used to be. Like mm-hmm. it really hasn't changed much over the years. So that freaks me out even worse. I don't want, I don't, I'm like, ew, I don't want it to look like it's from the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fascinating. I, I mean, I feel like what we're learning here is that the war of 1812 affected a lot more uh, people than we realize this is very very true yeah we could do a whole nother episode on the war of 1812 uh you know didn't we call it like forgotten wars yes we did is that the (laughs) war which is rude i know right the the ghost soldiers are going to come after us now was that the one where you did canada and that they were drinking rum or something the soldiers smuggled rum into canada like yeah I love I think that. I did the War of eighteen to obscure war obscure ghosts. Obscure war That's what ghosts. It was. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I guess we've it done, wasn't that obscure. We've done enough episodes to where we can reminisce about episodes <laughs> and bring it back. Uh huh. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty ghosts, mind you. I'll repeat it again, guys. Uh-huh. Two hundred and fifty ghosts. Okay. At least. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, minimum. Um, well, that was amazing. And I love that you started this episode off with your banshees and binge. I do not have one, <sighs> but I just forgot that sometimes we do that segment <laughs> and I feel like we covered it. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, yeah. well, I guess it's time to say might as well. If you guys and gals, um, persons have a ghost story of your own or, mm-hmm. um, know more information about founding mothers. Yeah. Please feel free to email <laughs> it to us at upghost at gmail.com or drop uh-huh. us a sweet little line on our website, banshees and You'll see a cute little button to click it. It says, have you seen a ghost? Click here. Click here. It's a hover button. I was impressed with myself. That Uh, does impress me much. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So you got a hover button on your site. Yeah. Yes. Um. What else? Oh, yeah. You should also follow us on Instagram. You'll see lots of cool pictures. I'm sure there'll be cool pictures with this one. And you can DM us there, too. We are at Banshees and Booze. And if you love screaming into a void and receiving no reply whatsoever, you should head on over to Twitter where we're at Banshees (laughs) Booze. (laughs) I love when we say that. Yeah, I, both of our mouths do the same thing. Our teeth part and our tongue goes <laughs> folded. <laughs> it's like we're teaching a diction class. Yes. Oh, God, that's good. Yeah, do that, guys. And rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please do. And Oh. Oh, and uh, uh, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, uh, then that does impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times can I me sing too. that song in one episode? Oh my god! Not enough. I, it's Not enough. Just I fucking love me some Shania Twain. Yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Love her. Uh, hey, Tammy. Man, it feels good to like Shania Twain. Yes, Tammy. Man, it feels re- Okay. Um, I'm just going to keep <laughs> singing our song. Well, oh. hey, Tammy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost... Make sure it's not actually your boyfriend. Ah! Because it might be. It might be your boyfriend. But document that. Document that shit Uh because people are going to read those letters like 300 years later. Oh, my God. I really hope people don't read my text messages 300 years later. It's going to be in the cloud forever. Oh, no. My sexy texts. Especially to each other. I mean, (laughs) we sent some texts. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to be archived. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be in a serious archive. Uh, They're going to see the cloud isn't ready many times we have talked about bathroom stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cloud cannot handle <laughs> thanks for listening everybody we're gonna go record another episode now yay you'll get to hear it next week okay <laughs> <laughs> goodbye Bye.